Hey guys, welcome back to For Your Reference. And we're starting off with your phrase or mine. And because I'm a grown woman and I do whatever I want, instead of an idiom or a proverb, Mm-hmm. I am actually going to quote a line from 30 Rock and you're going to have to tell me who said it and what the context is. Oh, shit. All right. <clears throat> Bring it on. Because we love Tina Fey and I break the rules for her every time. <laughs> okay, so the line is, I is sitting next to Bopo. <laughs> okay, that sounds like something Tracy Morgan would say. Um, so context, I don't know what the fucking context is. That's okay, because context left the building. Uh? <laughs> <laughs> so I was wrong. Uh, it was Liz Lemon, and it's when she thought she saw Oprah on the plane. Can you repeat this phrase? What was it? I said it next to Bob. Oh, fuck, don't remember that. All right, <laughs> you win this one. <laughs> Let's get on to the show. Friends and lovers, welcome back to Four Year Reference. You have your host, KT. And OT. And listen up, fives, a 10 is speaking. (laughs) (laughs) You need to check your beepers because we are going to have some cheesy blasters on MILF Island. Yes, motherfucker, we are covering 30 Rock. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop, indeed. I am so excited. Uh, If you've... If this is the first time you've ever come to our podcast, welcome. This is the most momentous episode for you to ever tune in on. If you are returning, forever eternal reigning listeners, thank you so much for coming back. Um, You will know that I fucking love Tina Fey with every fibre of my core. Elizabeth Stamatina Fey. Stamatina? Yeah. Wow. Sounds very Greek, doesn't it? <laughs> very ethnic. <laughs> I wouldn't say it sounds Greek, but you know, whatever tickles your boat. Well, she's not Kenyan, that's for sure. <laughs> but Just let- to put this in context before you continue, um, I think the only person you love more than Colin Farth would be Tina Fey. I think I love her more. That's what I'm saying. Like the only person and you love. A, actually, actually, there is a reference in Thirty Rock where oh, I, I'm going to do it. Wait, let's just say it now. Um, Liz Lemon is trying to get um, adopted. She's trying to adopt, mm. and she said that she hi- she had to hide her Colin Firth DVDs in case people mistook it as erotica. <laughs> I think we're done. I think we're, I genuinely think we're done. My world of splooshing collides. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. fucking hell. I am so excited. Are you excited? Yep. Thanks, Meat Cat. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I think I understood that, but yep, continue. We have not even gotten into the stats yet, so let's do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the Mind Grapes. Which, again, if you listen to our episodes, I say mind grapes a lot. That is a direct reference. Uh, Squeezing the mind grapes from the youth, (laughs) from 30 Rock. So uh, 2006 to 2013, 30 Rock was on the air of NBC from the mind grapes of Tina Fey. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Originally, when she pitched this show, it was actually more of that uh, news show that she came out with, which had Nicole Richie yeah. in it. Uh, but the president of NBC at the time was like, nah, man, like you need to write about what you know. Uh, if you guys didn't know, Tina Fey was a lead female, first female lead writer for SNL. Oh. Yeah, man. Breaking boundaries, eh? She is breaking my lady parts. <laughs> and I am living for it. So it it went for it was quite a darling in regards to awards, specifically in regards to Emmys. It got a hundred and three Emmy Award nominations. That's amazing. And ten of it was actually in the first season alone. Um but you know Did it win any? Or just noms? Excuse me. Just putting it out there, you know, you can have 500 nominations. What do you think this is? Amateur hour? (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) But that's really impressive. It is. Yeah, whatever. You don't deserve Tina Fey. You don't (laughs) deserve good shows. Go and watch your... Friends. Chums. That's another reference. Let's just, let's, let's go. Let's go. We've got so much to cover today. Um, But yes, 30 Rock, you need to watch it. If I can only recommend or reference one show for you guys to watch, it is 30 Rock. Tina Fey, Alec Baldwin, Jane Krakowski, Tracy Morgan, Jack McBrayer, Scott Adsit, who's Pete Hornberger, Judah Friedlander, your Keith Powell is too far... It is a it's a delicioso cast. Eat it all up, cause I'm a proud pea cork baby. <laughs> We're not gonna get through this episode if I keep spouting out references. So let's go through first impressions. Obviously, I'm going to go first. Obviously. Obviously, I'm going to go first. Oh, it's me just being a gentleman and letting you go fast. So let's see. We don't know her. we don't know what are you talking about but i came across third rock literally on like a grandpa grandma show like there's a tv uh, channel in Mm -hmm. australia that plays like cheers and mash and somehow 30 rock was playing on there Mm. and that's how i came across it um which is really weird because (laughs) I don't know. But in any case, I am so thankful that I came across the show. I didn't watch it when it came out in 2006. And just to gauge, because people like to play a game of how old is Katie? I was still in high school when 30 Rock came out. Um, So I had a couple of seasons to catch up on, but I was hooked. Mm. I was hooked. I'd never seen anything like this before. This was before I watched Community, before I watched Arrested Development. And, you know, we have so much to cover. And the guest cast for this is quite expansive as well. So I just want to say it now because I probably won't get the time. But 30 Rock is layered in its writing. It has... It has jokes that have continual payoffs. Mm. It has callbacks to previous seasons. And it's... It's delicious and it's bitey and it's it's witty in every in every sense of it. And it's it's one of the best sort of comedy shows that has depth that is in a league of its own. Wow, high praise. High praise and high arousal. <coughs> all alerts. All alarms are going off right now. 
but yes, so I, I came across Lady Rock and I was hooked. I was obsessed. Um, I, I I guess it was just before my time when Tina Fey was on 30 Rock, but I motherfucking stand. I know I said stand for everything, but stand everything everywhere in all the holes. You'll all have chins, my friends. Mm. Really? <laughs> I got your phrase of mine wrong. So what part of this thing do you think I'll be able to catch up with you with all the references you're spitting out right now? Well, you'll never compare <laughs> with how, my affections. How many times have you watched Study Rock? At least 15 times. Is this an intervention? <laughs> it is an intervention. Anyone who's listening to this, you know, write us up and we need to help Katie stop watch study rock for a while. And we've talked about this on other episodes. If I had the choice, I would rewatch 30 rock a million other times than try new TV shows. Far out. No wonder you're not watching anything else. Hey mate, look at our <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Everything we've pretty much covered on the podcast is me initiating you to watch them. So, but I initiate you in other things. All right. You've won that argument, all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, while we're on the topic, um, Liz Lemon's character is always weird about sex, like she's sexually repressed. Mm. And we'll blame Tom Jones for that, but that's a story for another day. Um, apparently, Tina Fey wrote that into the script because she didn't want to have to do sex scenes. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. And also, while we're at it, uh, her husband, who she met in Second City when she was um, auditioning and she was actually part of the improv crew, mm. um, is a musical composer. And that's who he was in Second City. And he does all of the music for 30 Rock. Oh. And what like that's quite a nice little component that you have of 30 Rock. Continuing on to Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt and, you know, other projects as well. It is, but maybe the reason why she didn't want to do sex scenes is because the husband was fucking there. Yeah, but she still kissed, like... Like, would you let me kiss John Ham? Hey! Get out of... <laughs> no, I would not. We don't take too kindly... <laughs> we don't take too kindly. ...to the ham around here. <laughs> I true. don't know, that's... But that's a weird... And we have that conversation all the time. And I told you, you don't need to worry about me, like, hooking up with other people. I would literally not be an actress because I'm weird about toilets. Oh, you go there, Chloe. I want to say her second name. She used to be in Big Love. And she 70? pretty much... Yeah, she pretty much um filmed... A, well, she did a movie with her husband where they did, like, the full sexual act. So, um, yeah, you're welcome. The movie's called Brown Bunny. <laughs> or your best friend, uh, Emily Browning. Is that her name? Yeah. The one that's in uh, American she Gods. She does some creepy sex scenes, man. With old people. Mm. Yeah, that was a bit, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd give that a pass. Okay, I've set, I've set the timer. That's enough diversion from 30 Rock. All right, let's continue. You're talking that, about that your fast <laughs> That is as much as I will allow you. <laughs> You're talking about your first impression. I am fucking obsessed with Thirty Rock to the point, and it's weird because as a brown, as a brown girl in Australia, not even in America, like I had no one in my circles. Ot loves when I talk about my circles. <laughs> your circles want shit. <laughs> <laughs> 
We just watch out the brown people, okay? Wow. Mate, you'd put the news on and you'll still be like, oh, mate, in my circles, I'm the only one watching this. It's usually just rugby. That's, that's usually oh, what my people are. But in any case, it was hard for me to find people that like loved 30 rock the way i love 30 rock but the cutest thing about my family even though they didn't understand why i fucking love this show is when i went to kenya they actually bought me the box set of the first five seasons which is very very cute yeah so it's just fueling my obsession with 30 rock but um let's leave that because i am going to pepper my juices all over this episode (laughs) about how much i love 30 rock how about you sir because you you kind of resisted it. You kind of resisted it. And it was kind of a deal breaker that it took you, what, four, five, even six years. It took a long time to convince me to watch it. And why? Tell Just me. because when I started it, when, I, when it came out, you I tried think it I tried it. Okay. Yes. And Tracy Morgan is a wonderful actor. But far out. He irritated the hell out of me. I was like, nah, I'm not watching this but shit. But what reference did you have of him before that? Or you just had an Zilch, assumption? None. I just couldn't understand his delivery. His It was just weird. He seemed like a caricature. Yeah, he just put me off. I was like, nah, man, I'm not going to do this. But um, after, <laughs> after several, several attempts by Katie for me to watch this. Gentle, gentle nudgings. Oh, that nudgings. that will be the first chapter of my erotic novel, Gentle Nudging. Mate, I'd wake <laughs> up with Daddy Rock playing in the background. <laughs> <laughs> I subconsciously watched it the, the entire show without knowing it anyway. So um, he was the main reason? Yeah, he just pissed me off. I don't know why. Well, you had an assumption and you didn't test it, you just steered away from the show yeah so eventually after years and years and years of unfavorable favors to you (laughs) (laughs) you watch 30 rock and what did you think because you know i'm that annoying person because when i love a show i get obsessed and i'm that person we're both sitting there watching it but i'm like look look babe look look can you see it layers that's a callback that's a reference come on yeah, annoying is the right word you use there. <laughs> just Rude. Rude. <laughs> um, it, it, it grew on me. At first, I was just watching it just to make peace. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but after a few episodes, I could tell where it was heading and realizing that I didn't give it its proper um chance and credit. Mm-hmm. And I s- completely understood um, Tracy morgan's character i and you know we'll we'll talk about his character in particular but tracy morgan is a phenomenal talent he is no he really is but you need people that know how to write for him because so easily he can become the caricature Mm. see cop out um, but if people <laughs> no, but if people know Tracy Morgan and they know how ridiculous of a man he is, they can actually portray it in a satisfying way for everyone. See Thirty Rock, see the Last OG, mm. headed by Jordan Peele, our best friend on most days, <laughs> right? Um, but wow, 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 wow! Let's get into the cast. Is there anything else you want to mention about Thirty Rock? Nah, mate. Yeah. Yep. Okay, well, let's get into it. Obviously, we are going to be starting with 
Tina Fey's character, Liz Lemon. Mm. Or Yellow Sour Fruit, which was the Japanese version when she got a Deal Breakers show. Fuck six, I don't even remember that. <laughs> I'm qualified <laughs> to be in this podcast. <laughs> you are. You, <laughs> let's, let's just say... <laughs> My bar of expectations of you is very low. (laughs) (laughs) You just need to appreciate the art of this show. Mm. That's all you need to do. Mm. Come with an open heart and clean hands. Uh, That I can do. And a big dick. That's already there. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I can see. (laughs) And that's why we don't have a video podcast, guys. (laughs) But let's go back to Liz Lemon as a character. So she is a successful head writer of The Girly Show, which is what it's originally called. Um, And she is single for the most part. She's living in New York. She's successful. She's, you know... most of her life is essentially wrapped up in work and I told you even watching the first episode the pilot of 30 Rock it got me immediately because one of the opening scenes is Liz Lemon standing in line to buy a hot dog in the morning which I relate to (laughs) I know why you're laughing are you thinking about KFC at 10 a.m in Kenya yep (laughs) I thought that's I thought that was the norm that is not a norm. I that thought, is not a norm anyway. You K- don't eat fried food before lunchtime. <laughs> I thought KFC was the mother's milk of Kenya. <laughs> We're going to get in trouble. Let's go back to 30 Rock. But she was standing in a hot dog line and it essentially was this man out of nowhere forming his own line. Because he didn't feel like waiting. He formed his own line. And the current line actually went against her and formed the other line as well. So what Liz Lemon did is she bought all of the hot dogs, as Pete Hornberger would say. <laughs> and I relate to that so fucking hard because people are shitty, man. Mm. Like, is it really going to hurt you to just stand in a fucking line? And I, I was drawn in. I was drawn in and it was charming and it was great. And, um, you know, let, let's let's get through the series. But in that particular first episode, we have to go meet the exec. So Liz and Pete Hornberger, they go up to meet Jack Donaghy mm-hmm. for the first time. And, you know, Jack Donaghy is giving all of this business sort of spiel. And Liz Lemon is like, oh, I get it. So you take things that don't need to be fixed and you fix them. And Alec Baldwin, apparently this was an ad lib. He was like, oh, I like you. You have the confidence of a younger woman. (laughs) 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 And he also talks about her having shark eyes as well. Oh, this is a rich show. You know what what set it apart for me? Mm -hmm. Like the fact that they didn't try to put Alec Baldwin and um, Tina Fey together. Yeah. That did it for me because if you... I guarantee you, if it was any other show, those two would have had sex or what in a relationship of some sorts. But I, I'm sure there's fanfic out there. Yeah, fanfic well. is a different thing altogether. Um, and and later with the Queen of Jordan, there was the sequence where um, Jack Donaghy was kissing everyone with mm. Titus as well, mm. or Dufuan. That's his name mm-hmm. in 30 Rock. Um, and it gets to the point where Liz Lemon and Jack Donaghy have to kiss and they don't end up doing it. 
And it's just it's just for all the fans to be like, this isn't going to happen. Never. Right? <laughs> um, but that's supposed to mirror Tina Fey and Lorne Michaels' relationship. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that sort of dynamic. Senpai they're super close, but then it's all... Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, but, oh, I just love it. I love it. I love it. Because it's nice. It's nice to see someone, like a woman, that is in her 30s, being successful, but not really having her life all together. Mm. Right? Um, there's even a sequence with like a series return where Liz is starting to tell Jack what she got up to over the break. And he's like, you don't need to tell me. You probably took up the knitting for two weeks and you gave it up. And it's it's just nice. It's just a nice little dynamic that uh, Liz and Jack also have. Yeah. It's definitely one of the best I've seen in any show. Good God, Lemon. <laughs> <laughs> and that was one of the times where she had gastro and he said, where did you find time to eat a diaper on the beach? Mm. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's crazy. Um, but I really, like, I really felt like um, Liz Lemon was the perfect protagonist to have at the center of a show because she she has a sense of who she is. She has a sense of how far she will go morally, professionally, and that is tested by her job, by Tracy, by Jack Donaghy, and you know even her personal mm. sort of life, right? And there are so there are so many delicious morsels to get through, and. It, Speaking of her love life and all of the love interests and the guest stars that have come in in regards to that. But I just want to go through the core cast first before we actually bed down um, on all of that because (laughs) Wesley Snipes. (laughs) And let's just just leave it there because (laughs) Michael Sheen, you have my whole little heart. He's pretty good in um, The Good Wife as well. He sings there a lot. I think you've seen a clip of it already. I showed it to you, but the Good Wife. Yeah, not the oh, not the Good Wife. The Good Fight. Sorry, Michael Sheen. Yeah, he sings. Yeah, he sang. I showed you a clip of it. How is that not in my YouTube recommendations? No idea. You dropped the ball, mate. Well, now, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Oh, how cool. Definitely we'll need to check that out after my millionth time of watching 30 Rock. <laughs> <laughs> so, because we're going to talk about Liz Lemon all throughout anyway, especially the way she interacts with other characters. But let's talk about Jack Donaghy. Alec Baldwin. I know he obviously is the best of the Baldwins. <laughs> Greatest hits coming out in 2019. <laughs> Um, but I don't think I was at an age where I actually saw anything that he was in. But in my periphery, I knew that he was, you know, big time. Mm. Did you you ever see Alec Baldwin in anything? I think so. His face was vaguely familiar, but all I remember him for was his scandal where he called his daughter... An ungrateful uh, pig. (laughs) (laughs) Which... Okay. um, And and people took it so weirdly. Like, people went... uh, bizarre cover it and i'm like fucking hell i wish my mother all i wish my parents all all they they did was ungrateful pig i'm (laughs) bloody grateful because we we are not precious flowers sticks and stones mate (laughs) which is a dave Chappelle comedy which we're not talking about um 
But we're not precious flowers that only grow at the peak of the Swiss Alps, mm. right? And exactly what you're saying, because if that's all you got from your parents... Ungrateful pig. <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious to me. Fuck's sake. Could you, could, you <laughs> could you imagine if all of the beatings and all of the verbal abuse from our parents were documented? That would be a problem. Yeah, that, that would be a problem. <laughs> I would take a griffle pig any time of the day. <laughs> it's kind of endearing, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. <coughs> Fuck sakes. <laughs> it's kind of funny. <laughs> it is hilarious. But wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, so I didn't know him. Well, I think I've seen him in a few stuffs, movies here and there, but... Eh, wasn't a big draw enough for me to watch Sally Rock, definitely for sure, when it first came out. Uh-huh. Yeah. Didn't know Tina Fey. Um, yeah, it was just weird. I, I thought the ensemble was a bit, ugh, and then it was Tracy Morgan in there. It just ruined it for me. At the start, before being enlightened. This is how black people watch 30 Rock. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> <laughs> boop, doop, 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 doop. <laughs> <laughs> is that accurate yeah that's accurate <laughs> oh my goodness me um actually no i'll leave it when we actually talk about tracy so let's go back to jack donaghy he kind of embodied the you know that white man in power the conservative because mm. he's a republican even though in real life alec is a staunch vocal liberal Mm-hmm. Right, so that that made it quite fun, but you know, um, if you take it from like a mechanical sort of sense, um, you know, more of the greater sort of shows that are conscious of themselves, whenever they want to um, carry out or convey, you know, a, offensive sort of um, rhetoric, it's done through problematic characters or conservative sort of characters. So, for example, in Community, you have Pierce. <laughs> so he says all of the shitty things, right? Mm. And it's all funneled through his character. Not to say um, Jack Donaghy had the same, but, you know, all of that Republican sort of speech um, comes through him. Yeah, and, and just to put it out there, once Chevy Chase left Community, it just went started going downhill. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. Um, but thank you for respecting the gods, and that's why we're doing 30 Rock before we're doing Community. You're welcome. So I appreciate that very much. Mm-hmm. It's nice you know where you lay your head. <laughs> I do. On the billowy bosoms of 30 Rock. <laughs> <laughs> but Jack Donaghy was quite an interesting character because he went through, like, you know, he was all about business, right? But most of his day was taken up by Liz Lemon's ridiculous problems, mm. right? And then later on in the series, it talks about the shower principal. Who, that's who Liz Lemon is, right? For him, for him to be able to figure stuff out professionally, he needed the distractions of Liz Lemon, mm. right? And one of, one of the funniest um, sort of exchanges that you have between Liz Lemon and Jack Donaghy is when she's negotiating, yeah. And she actually reads his book, right? <laughs> so she's got her hair up and, you know, they, they, it's essentially a jack-off. And I'm pretty sure that's what the episode is called as well. I'd take your word for it. 
<laughs> you don't want to. You don't want to pull your glasses up. <laughs> no, they're not coming up for this. But you know, um, for 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 all of the ups and downs that uh, Jack and Liz has, there's that foundational respect, mm. and you know, genuinely wanting the best for each other. Yeah. Because there was a there was a story arc where Liz Lemon wrote uh, Deal Breakers, mm. right, and she was pitching to shows. Yeah. So Jack was actually like, let me just package it up and I'll just give it to you. You know, you, you can just do it on NBC. It's fine. Mm. Right. And, you know, Jenna and Tracy got into Liz's head and then they're not necessarily, you know, the focal point for rationality, are they? <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> so I guess she just got um, all up in her head. And that's where we actually meet her agent who is one of my favourite characters, like one of my favourite minimal side characters on 30 Rock. Is this the kid with the over... With the really big um, suit. Yeah. And he initially was just an agent for dogs and he was excited because Liz <laughs> Lemon was going to be his first human client. You know what I don't get sometimes? Like, I understood the character and I thought some bits were funny, but I was like... Would Liz really go with him? Like, I don't know. It just felt a bit weird for me. Yeah, but then we also found that she was hiding money like an immigrant. Like, she wasn't, she didn't have a 401k set up. That's the best way to save money. Put it under your mattress, kids. Yeah, that's that's what my parents were telling me. (laughs) I could see it when they were beating me under the mattress. (laughs) But, you know, like, my point is, in that particular story arc, you had Padma Lakshmi mm. um, from Top Chef, yep. right? And essentially the show was going to be pitched for her. And Jack was like, no, I don't want to change your life. I want to change Liz's life. And then you have like the final scene of that episode. Oh, yeah, that was really sweet. Yeah. 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 And it was quite nice. And um, they, they kind of play on that will they, won't they throughout the whole season and that was kind of a crescendo one of the crescendos that they have in the series as well um but jack donaghy also did not like lutz (laughs) no one liked lutz no one liked lutz but like the the very existence of lutz just infuriated him yeah it's like um lutz was um putty to string a bell bell in the wire (laughs) he just he just didn't want him breathing no, Essentially. Yeah. Um, one of the other highlights with Jack Donaghy is whenever he had little squabbles with um, Tufa and Frank mm. Rossitano as well, there was there was one episode where they actually found his voice because in, in uni he actually used his voice um, because he had the... Oh, yeah, quote, like the Alexa unquote, thing. The perfect American accent. <laughs> And was yeah. it twigs and berries mm. or something? It was yeah. like a code phrase where no matter what was happening, he had you to had leave to. the room. Mm. So I like those little squabbles as well. And remember how they like they tricked Pete Hornberger into thinking that Jack was calling him so they could have bees in his <laughs> with guitar, <laughs> yeah. which actually ended up happening, mm. which was quite nice as well. But it was nice seeing him like you know just have scenes with the plebs if you will, mm. with the with the writer's room. Um, another another sort of um, interactions that I really enjoyed was Jack Donaghy and Jenna. Yeah. 
they had quite a lot. I think one of the first times they're actually introduced to each other is when Kenneth buys hemorrhoids queen cream mm-hmm. for Jenna's under eye. <laughs> which is quite fun. Because, you know, he Alec Baldwin is a very handsome man and he has a full head of hair. Mm. Like um like Jack Donaghy says, the hair is the head suit for business. <laughs> so he gets it trimmed every two days right um but there's an there's an exchange where jack donaghy um is coming in and he's talking about how you know jenna's character or her as an actress isn't isn't testing very well with straight males so he asked her all of these fire, like these rapid fire questions of how old are you? When were you born? You know, what song was played at your prom? And it was Motown Philly, Boys to Men. <laughs> <laughs> one of the last questions that he asked is um, theater or drive in? And Jenna's like, what's a drive in? <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it was so nice. It was so nice to see like the face offs, you know, that mm. Jack will have with other characters as well. Um, but before we before we go into other characters, and I don't want to – I definitely want to talk about the guest cast, but let me just talk about this one, and then we'll focus more on the main cast. Oh, yeah. Devin Banks. Oh. Job Bluth. <laughs> Will Arnett. Will Arnett, we fucking love you, um, and I'm glad you got BoJack Horseman because for a long time you were in a string of cancelled shows. Mate, he was, yeah, he, he had his own show, I think, right after. Up, um, it was called Up All Night, or that was one of them, uh, where they're like new parents. Boring as hell. Yeah, and no, and he had another one as well. The one from. Flaked. Yes. See how dedicated I am? <laughs> I, won't, I, won't, I, I won't watch more than 10 minutes of your show, but I know it. Um, but Devin Banks and Jack Donaghy, wasn't that a fun little jerk off between the two? Oh, that was really cool, yeah. Pew, laser beam. <laughs> Pew, laser shield. <laughs> so, so good. So good. And it's just it's just nice seeing like people that genuinely know how to act and have comedic tendencies in the room together. Mm. It is a delight to watch. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I really did enjoy the dynamics in between um, them two. And it was just... Something that added to what Jack was and what he was fighting to be or what he wanted to be in terms of his ambition of leading GE. Yes. Yes. Oh, I got that right. Television (laughs) and microwave programming. And it sounds like he programs microwaves. Yeah. And the fact that, um, what was his name? I've got to call him Job. Devin. Call him Job, actually. (laughs) Wanted to... um, Tried all the underhand ways to lead GE and he got in, but it was so fun to watch it. Oh, totally. And um, Will Arnett, and they they kind of play off this in 30 Rock as well. He's got a very gravelly Batman-esque type voice. Hmm. So, you know, Jack and Devin's character will have that sort of Batman off. In regards to their voices. And um, later on in the season, there's Devin Banks absolutely crushing it. And at the end, he's he's talking to his, um, what do they call it? Send us a tweet, guys. Um, he refers to his beautiful babies. I don't think he says mulatto, but he refers to the babies, uh, cappuccino maybe. Um, and he's like, 
Who wants their nom noms? <laughs> I don't remember that. You don't? No. Do you remember when they're at Don Geist's place for a barbecue and he keeps getting tackled? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there you go. Well, I think that says more about you than it does about the show. For sure. <laughs> well, um, actually, no. Let's let let's stay with Jack for a second. Elaine Stritch, rest in peace, um, plays the mother, Colleen mm. Donaghy. Yeah. How nice was it seeing them two together? Yeah, it's it's it was a weird relationship them two, right? Yeah. Well. I guess um, Colleen had made a lot of sacrifices um, for Jack that he wasn't aware of. Mm. So he just got the output of it, which wasn't warm most of the time. You know what that done? You know what that relationship reminded me of? Archer and Mallory? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I was literally about to say the same thing. I was going to say that. It's so Mallory and Archer, isn't it? It is. And and all the best and heartbreaking (laughs) Because you know there were some pieces of the puzzle that were missing. Yeah, they don't know. They both don't know their fathers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they can't get any sort of emotion from their mothers. Like it's, you know the love is there, but it's all hidden and tucked away safe. The yeah. emotions, yeah. Yeah, and, um, you know, as much as Jack Donaghy will um, detest to it, it was important. Mm. to have her around yeah and oh elaine stretch is just she is obviously everyone it's it's universally accepted that she is a fucking legend yep she is was it seems weird to say was um but one of my favorite one of my favorite scenes is when she gets hit by the car and then she (laughs) and then she comes back not the fact that she gets hit by a car but she comes back and she's interrogating jack Mm. Because he waited eight minutes <laughs> before he did anything. Yeah. He waited eight minutes before he called 911 <laughs> or whatever. Right? So she's there in the wheelchair and she's like, Exhibit A. And she's talking about the watch, but not the Cartier watch. Mm. See, I'm so poor, I can't even pronounce it. Cartier? Let's go with that. I feel like my Kenyan accent will just devour <laughs> that. <laughs> Oh my, I know where you are at 10 a.m. <laughs> hey, that's a callback, my friends. You're welcome. Um, and then, yeah, so she goes through a series um, of interrogations and she's fully, and what I love about it, she just plays it so straight. Mm. She plays it so straight. She's like, 16 minus 8 equals 8. <laughs> <laughs> I just love, like my heart, my heart just warms. And uh, when he... When he gets with Liz, well, he doesn't get with Liz, but he he takes her as a date mm. and Elaine Stritch meets her, sorry, Colleen meets her for the first time. She was like, oh, finally, a good one on mm. your hands, right? Yeah. Not like that. She didn't call her a floozy, but she was like, not like that airhead Beyonce. <laughs> yeah. Right? So good. Uh, we also have Emily Mortimer with her hollow bones. Hollow bones. <laughs> and um, one of the most favorite moments I have, um, uh, like watching with Elaine Stritch, was when um, Jack Donaghy and Emily Mortimer's character were planning their wedding. Mm. And, you know, Emily Mortimer just, I guess she was just too prissy for Colleen's character. 
and she was saying that they're going to get married in the spring because that's when the petunias are about to bloom. <laughs> and, and, and Colleen didn't respond. And she's like, did you hear me? She's like, yeah, I just wanted to make sure you heard you. <laughs> so good. How do you reckon those two had sex? Because she could, well, because of her hollow bones, she could do pretty much anything. Well, I guess that's how you get out of particular things. Yeah, probably. I'm banking that excuse. Don't you worry. Ooh, Elizabeth Banks. Elizabeth, ooh, do you, do you want to go into love interest or you want to go to the rest of the core cast? Love interest and then we'll divert through the others. So Elizabeth Banks is who, well, Avery Jessup mm-hmm. is who Jack Donaghy ends up with. Yeah. Right? With Liddy. Liddy. Liddy, um, with their child. And she actually gets stuck in North Korea. Um, and Margaret Cho plays King Jong-il mm. <laughs> as well. So there's like a little sub-arc as well. But she was she was a fiery little hot pocket, she really wasn't was, she? Yeah. And she actually had a show called The Hot Box, <laughs> right? Which is uh, where I think they first met. Mm. And also, let's not forget that uh, Jack Donaghy also kind of maybe had a relationship with Condoleezza Rice. Yeah. As well. <laughs> a lot a lot happened on 30 Rock. <laughs> um, yeah, but with Elizabeth Banks's character, uh, she was quite an interesting sort of dynamic, right? And she gave it as much as Jack Donaghy did to Liz Lemon as well. Yeah, they did. Right? Um, yeah, but she, she was quite an interesting character as well. And it was interesting to see... I can't remember what, who, what her counterpart's name was, but the them tapping the pencils. Oh, when doing the Morse code. He had a really generic name, maybe Steve or something. Can't remember, but when they were captured in North Korea. Yeah. Yeah. And he also had a maybe also fling with Diane Jessup, mm-hmm. who was played by Mary Steenbergen. Mm. I've seen her in quite a few things after, actually. Yeah. Yeah, um, and she kind of falls into a tryst with the other Baldwin, the Baldwin brother. Let's talk about... Wait, they this. have some strong genes, them Baldwins, right? Oh, yes. Far out. <laughs> I think, do you think they have stronger genes than, say, Hemsworth or Skarsgård's? Oh, for sure. You can tell a Baldwin from miles away. Yeah. Actually, yeah. well, there you go. Is that is that where you wanted it to go? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> You're welcome. Well, it went as far as you took it then. <laughs> Let's talk about Julianne Moore. She plays Nancy Donovan from Boston. That's yeah. my Boston accent. Yeah, it was a pity that they didn't end up together. I was rooting for them. I wanted them to be together too. And when he was um, trying to figure out who's better, and he had a whole math equation about it mm. as well, um, he was trying to figure out because Nancy Donovan, Julia Moore's character, is who he was. Yeah. And, you know, you, you don't need to put up a wall because she knows who you are and this is who you are. Um, but Avery Jessup makes him the man that he wants to be. Mm. Right and yeah, I was definitely rooting for Julianne Moore's character. I liked hearing her accent. If anyone is from Boston, let us know if that is an authentic accent. But Julianne Moore is a motherfucking treasure. Yeah, even if it wasn't authentic, she fucking makes it. She does so well in everything. Mm. 
But let's continue because I, I, I'm about to start a love fest and I think I already have one pending. I'll start <laughs> it. <laughs> well, uh, actually, there's quite a lot of love interests. And when I was writing it down, I think he had more than Liz Lemon. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's Alec Baldwin. Yeah. yeah, you ungrateful pigs. <laughs> we have Edie Falco playing Celeste Cunningham. I forgot about Eddie. I love how um, they made a Lifetime movie out of her. And I'll need to get the, the full name of it. But, you know, essentially the neighbor's dog shot my face off. <laughs> when you have like some Jack Russell yeah. <laughs> sort of dog shooting her. And, um, you know, Jack Donaghy saying, um, I didn't know it was you. Now it makes sense because you're making love like an ugly girl. <laughs> very generous yeah is I, the point i hated her i hated her in sopranos but she she was really good in this as car carmel carmen camilla camilla oh, as edie falco as edie falco yeah she was a problem in sopranos but i loved her in oz yeah and and nurse jackie i haven't watched nurse jackie but not i anything. will but i will i will wholeheartedly endorse it just on the fact that edie falco is in it mm. Um, but she, I don't really know titles cause I'm not American. Um, but she was fighting for, it, it was essentially the equivalent of like Flint water, Michigan, mm. but the kids were swimming in the lake and their skin turned orange, <laughs> which for, for some people lacking melanin, they walk around looking orange anyway with yeah. their, with their it fake goes tan. Unnoticed. <laughs> with, their, with their fake tan, but I guess this was a, um, unintended uh-huh. orange moment. Mm. Yes. Um, so, you know, th- them battling their morality and code of ethics. I thought that was quite cute. And they were talking about, you know, just leaving that world behind and they'll grow heirloom potato- uh, tomatoes, which is very cute. Yeah. Very nice. Um, but, you know, Alec Baldwin, maybe it's not hard because he had such gorgeous counterparts, but, you know, it was nice. It was nice to see him interact um, with his love interests. Yeah. Speaking of the double D category, she's more than a double D. Salma Hayek? Salma Hayek. (laughs) What cup size do you think she is? I have no idea. Let's invest. Let's invest some money um, because I want to know. These are pertinent questions of the four-year reference household. Mm. It's all about titties, mate. Uh, Who plays Elisa? And we later find out that she killed her husband because she loved too much. And there was a song made about her and it had Zach Braff in it. Elisa, Elisa. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, Third Rock has a lot of fun songs on the side. It does. My favorite is Muffin Top. My Muffin Top is all that. Oh, no fat. I don't know the words. Oh, I, w- I was waiting for to start moaning. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, we have Salma Hayek's character and it's like all of the things you want Salma to say, she says it in this, where she talks about a McFlory. <laughs> <laughs> and when they're, when they're at the church and they're going to mass and Jack Donaghy is trying to hold the table mm. and, you know, she... She was talking about how he's all about work and 
she oh, she said something. She's like, you've got big something. And he's like, you've got big boobs. And she's like, and you're never going to see that again. He's like, oh, this has taken an unfortunate turn of events. <laughs> <laughs> and she says, you won't get to see the crazy underwears I have on. I don't know. It's just like, it's very important to know who was on your show and write for them. Because that that was primo content, and how she would um how Jack will moonlight, and the the patient that she was looking after would be like a man comes at night, and he takes us to the dinosaurs. And this so is also good. where we had the Telemundo show, right? Generalissimo. Yes. Yes. So good. Mm. So good, and there there are so many different um you know intonations in regards to 30 rock 30 rock before we um continue moving along i just want to mention for celeste cunningham's character Mm. tracy morgan is is essentially the hype man for jack donaghy um you know pretty much getting being like go and get your girl and he says tell her you want to donate her body to science and your science tell her jack (laughs) tell her her booty looks like an apple you want to take a bite (laughs) oh Wow, this show is amazing. So let's keep going. Let's continue. Um, before we leave Jack Donaghy's world, I just want to talk about Malik Pancholi, who plays Jonathan. Yeah. I can't leave. And then he had a whole montage. He made like a little collage of him and Jack. Do you remember? <laughs> he was adorable. He oh, really he was loved Jack. And he always tried to keep Liz Lemon away. Mm. <laughs> So good. Because um, it was comp- she was competition essentially for Jack's attention. Oh, definitely. Mm. 100%. Um, before we move on from Jack Donaghy's character, I do just want to mention Milton Green. But one of the most amazing like sub arcs that you have in 30 Rock is when Jack Donaghy finds out that he has a Mamma Mia. And Liz Lemon helps him get the Mamma Mia together. And we find out that Alan Older is actually Jack Donaghy's father. Yeah. But he needs a kidney. So they end up having like a benefit show <laughs> in regards to that. And and they did not come to play. Mary J. Blige, Clay Aiken, Elvis Costello, Cheryl Crow, Adam Levine, uh, a whole slew of genuine musicians yeah. singing a song about a kidney. Yeah, that was brilliant. And Wycliffe was in there as well. Oh, can't have these things without Wycliffe. And obviously Jenna Maroney. <laughs> the star of the show. <laughs> so good. But that that's one of my favourite. Um, and don't ask me what my absolute favourite um, episode of 30 Rock is. That's just cruel. You ha- all of them are your favourite. Thank you. You're welcome. We stand. Look at you. Let's talk about Jenna Maroney. She is the most ridiculous character I've seen. Oh, yeah. In any show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and what I love about Jane Krakowski is she is genuinely beautiful, gorgeous, talented. She can act. She can sing. But she also doesn't take herself too seriously, so she makes fun of it as well. Mm. And that's quite nice because one of the um, first sort of introductions that we have to her her crazy sort of character is her singing on the boat, right? Yeah. Where Tracy Jordan is like, do you sing? She's like, no, I don't. She grabs a mic and starts singing. Um, and then later on, you see in the papers, she's like passed out on the boat, right? 
And Jack was like, you need to, uh, Liz was like, you need to make it up to her. And Jack's like, no, she'll like it. And she genuinely, like, she does everything for attention. Genocide with her website. Yeah. She's so, so good. Oh, and remember she was auditioning for an episode of Gossip Girl? Mm. And she, she thought she'd- <laughs> <laughs> She was reading the parts of the child and not the mother. Oh, fire up. She, I fucking, I fucking love it, and I'm glad that she continued on in um, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. One of my favorite scenes for me was um, when she was doing the movie The Rural Jur. The Rural Jur. Rural Jur. And <laughs> they had like a minute of sunlight, and she still dunked it. Like bloody hell, she's she's amazing. She is amazing. Just one citation. That was actually for another movie. But it's oh, okay. it wasn't for the rural No, it's, it's fine. It's fine. What was it for? She was like a werewolf doctor. Oh. I don't remember that. Well, kudos. kudos. I also it was for the rural juror. The rural juror. <laughs> oh, wow. And Muffin Top. And when she had that little um, rivalry with Weird Al. Oh, yeah. I am kidnapped. So good. She just oh, she just radiates everything. So mm. good. I fucking love Jenna Maroney and uh, her mum Verna. Yeah, that was a bit sad. Yeah, it, it was sad. And sometimes you know you grow up to realize that your parents are human, and sometimes that means they're trash, right? And Verna was, but she did have an arrangement with Jack Donaghy. But one of my favorite moments when she was um, throwing a birthday party for Jenna, and they started singing, "Do that to me one more time, once is never enough." And and Liz is like, "Why? Why aren't you emotional over this?" And Jack's like, "Cause I'm listening to the words." <laughs> <laughs> So good. And then, like, even hearing Jenna's backstory, mm. you know, and, you know, everything that she's gone through, and apparently she received her schooling on an immigration boat. It's it's a whole thing. It's a whole, it's a whole thing. And the running joke they have about her and Mickey Rourke. Oh, yeah. As well. Yeah, poor um, Mickey Rourke. <laughs> they also have a running joke about um, OJ. Mm. Because she was talking about going to an audition um, and how OJ was supposed to pick her up. And she called OJ and OJ's like, wait, you're alive? Who did I kill then? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there there are just some really good, really, really good moments. And I'm so glad that uh, Jenna found her love in Will Forte, in Paul. Obviously a Jenna impersonator. Oh, of course. But who else? Who else? Yeah. <laughs> who else? Um, and I also I also really loved um the when she was getting with uh Habsburg Prince Gerhardt mm. as well, when she was dancing and he he loved it so much his eyebrow fell off. <laughs> so, he died, right? <laughs> he did. He did. I don't even know it's it's too late mm. to say spoilers now. Um let's get into Tracy Jordan. Oh, yeah. Hard to love, but once you love him, it's unstoppable. He's the third heat, baby. Mm. I love when um they go to Taste Temptations or Taste Taste Tations, um, which is the strip club that he goes with Liz Lemon, and they um this is one of the because we reference stuff a lot 
in the foyer reference household, just a normal conversation. And one of our favorite ones is, no, that's charisma over there. <laughs> um, and when, when Tracy Morgan was trying to be more serious, when he was trying to EGOT, yep. and they go back to the strip club, and instead of, um, you know, all of the dancers dancing for him, they actually start crying and trying to get advice from Tracy Morgan. And he's like, they're crying on their titties, Liz Lemon. <laughs> <laughs> But and then he was he was in that movie Hard to Watch, yeah, as well. Oh, but Tracy got everything right. And when he was trying to egot, one of the only people that have egot successfully is Whoopi Goldberg, mm. right? So he goes over and um, you know after speaking to her, he actually tries to steal one, yeah, right. And before before he can actually grab it, Whoopi Goldberg is like colored man. Put that down. <laughs> Put that down. And Whoopi Goldberg also, um, because of the George Foreman grill that Tracy Tracy Jordan decided not to sell, she did it. Mm. Right? So that was quite funny as well. And I really enjoyed that. But expanding his family, Sherry Shepard yep. as Angie, so good. Oh yeah. She has sus for days. She has sus for days. And when they're, when they're about to or when they're having sex, they're like, you can leave the room, but it's happening right now. <laughs> That's something uh, we like to adopt as well. Yeah, we tell that to our dog all the time. Role play, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it's so good. And werewolf bar mitzvah. Spooky scary. Something very interesting. They actually recorded a full feature song oh, of did that. They? Yeah, but then Tracy Morgan disappeared, or he just didn't come for the rest of it. So they actually had Donald Glover impersonating his voice. <laughs> right? So good. Hilarious. So good. Um, but yeah, and then it spawned off into Queen of Jordan, which is one of my favorite inside shows mm. inside of 30 Rock. So you have. Obviously, Angie, you have Defuan, which is the first time we've been introduced to Titus. Andromeda, yeah. Yes, thank you. I'll take another slice, please. Um, and it's so good. And Brandy, the lady that has a stripper um, studio, mm. which is where Frank and Susan Sarandon go yeah. for a cute little date, if that's what you want to call it. Um, but it's so good. Queen of Jordan was very good. And I love how Jenna constantly tried to get in the click as she was throwing she was she she essentially drank all of her throwing wine (laughs) (laughs) which is a whole mood it is it is a whole mood um but we also have in tracy's entourage we have grizz and dotcom and they're actually genuine friends of Tracy Morgan. Oh, are they? Yeah. And .com, who is Kevin Brown, actually at one point was his manager. It's nice. Isn't that fun? Yeah. Um, and that I guess that just gives more layering when they have that bodyguard sequence. Mm. When he said, "I and I will always love you. Yeah. Um, oh, another fun sort of cover that they do as well is when Kenneth goes over to the Jordan's house to make love to Angie and dot com starts singing This Ain't No Ordinary Love. Mm. So good. There is so much to unpack in this, but unfortunately we don't have all the time in the world. Um, I also just want to pinpoint Ridiculous, played by LL Cool J. Uh. 
Yeah. With the Source Awards, where Liz Lemon inadvertently um, shoots Wayne Brady for reaching into his bag. So good. So good. And Wayne Brady, his name is Stephen, um, but I think their last name was Black, wasn't it? Yeah. Because Jack Donaghy mentions it and he's like, no, 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 it's not a racist thing. Um, that's just their name. And they're not good swimmers either. <laughs> <laughs> but you have um, Wayne Brady's character and he he is just and he is just like a super nerd. And he talks about Star Wars who Liz Lemon, she's obsessed. And obviously you see Princess Leia and other Star Wars references throughout 30 Rock. And he's like, no, 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 no. I mean the actual book. <laughs> And let me just say this because I know a lot of our friends um, and fellow potties love Star Wars. If Liz Lemon slash Tina Fey can't get me into Star Wars, then there's no hope in the world. I'm not going to fight that. <laughs> and and there's no point. I also want to mention um, Denise Richards also features on 30 Rock when um, they speak on behalf of all of the idiots. Ah, That was quite a nice moment. As well, so I just wanted to make sure I mentioned that. Um, but let's move on. Let's talk about the other core cast that we have. Scott Adsit plays Pete Hornberger. Oh, he! You feel sorry for Pete. You do. Even when he's he's supposedly happy, you still feel sorry for him. <laughs> yeah, he he's that character that um, you know is in a relationship in college and they end up having a baby. Yeah, don't guys. Well, you know that 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 part of your life is uh, redacted in the <laughs> in the official government documents. But Pete Hornberger is, you know, all of the parts of you that feel like you're not doing well in your life. You know, there was the poker night where he pretty much gambled everything, including his wedding ring. <laughs> right? There was also the night of Milf Island when he gets stuck in the vending machine. Mm. And he throws things at the phone and he just needs to get four digits and he ends up calling his own. <laughs> just the, the the world does not shine brightly on Pete Hornberger, no. unfortunately. And I love how there's a little sub arc that he was a medalist in the Olympics for archery mm. as well. Yeah, he came in second, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Which is amazing, right? <laughs> Just like Ray from Archer. When Archer was like, you came third. Yeah, from the world. <laughs> as long as it's not gold, mate, doesn't count for shit. Hornberger! <laughs> and how he, how he ends up um, cheating his death and living uh, his own life. And a year later, Paula comes up with the kids in the van and is like, get in. Yeah. The wife pretty much knew and just gave him a break for pretty much a year. Oh, totally. <laughs> so good. So good. And oh, just just amazing. And he's known Tina Fey since 1994. Oh, shit. They're in Second City together. Nice. Oh, but I love it. And oh, there was also um, a segment where he had the wig. Mm. He looks weird with hair. He kind of looks great. <laughs> nah, man. He's got to keep that bald head. He doesn't do it for you? Nah. Okay. Let me keep working on my Colin Firth week for you then. No, I already got you a poster of him, so <laughs> put it up there. <laughs> it's getting worn out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but we, we love ourselves a Pete Hornberger sort of moment. He just doesn't care about his job, but he's he has enough pulse in him to keep going, essentially. 
Let's talk about Kenneth the Page. Oh, oh Kenneth. So his character is from Stone Mountain. Um, and Donald Glover also grew up there. And a lot of the writing for Kenneth's character was spawned off Donald Glover. Oh, yeah? Not to say there were his experiences, but he had obviously um, a frame of reference, mm. if you'll pardon the reference. Um, one of the one of the um, sort of scenes that I enjoy is when he's going to his train. I missed it. Mm. On that midnight train of Georgia. Yeah, I remember well, that. Gladys Knight comes out as well. Oh, it, it's a powerhouse. Yes, Tina Fey has been on SNL and, you know, it might be easier to have connections to bring people in, but they use it so pointedly and so succinctly. So yeah. definitely, definitely enjoy that. Um, Kenneth also had a running joke that he was older than he seemed. <laughs> yeah, it's like videos from ages ago and show up. The background. Yeah, yeah, he was literally the shining. Mm. Like in this, um, one of the sequences was when Liz and Pete were trying to figure out how old. Well, first of all, too far, and also how old Tracy Morgan was. Mm. So they were they were trying to figure out if Tracy knew um, any songs because apparently they grew up at around the same time, and they were singing the song "It Takes Two. Right, so they started rapping, and Tracy didn't know it. And then Kenneth comes in the hallway, and he starts singing the song. <laughs> so good. So it's just like, oh, you can write a show, or you can immortalize your legacy. I said it. Pow pow. Come for me. I'm the sheriff in Daddywood, my friends. But yeah, Kenneth the Page, and then there was this whole segment about like the Page program. Donnie, who was the head of the pages, is actually our guy in Black Monday. It is. Yeah. yeah. He, he has like a Nickelodeon cartoon face. Right? <laughs> actually, so does Jack McBray. So there you go. Um, and Jack McBray is also in the Touch My Body Mariah Carey music video, mm. which I always get a kick out of as well. Uh, let's talk about Tufa, Tufa, Russet, uh, Frank Rossitano and Lutz. Yeah, the three stooges if you have them. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. So Tufa is this um what what's the term? Is he's a, a Tufa. He's a what's the prestigious is it Harvard? Yeah. He's a Harvard graduate and he's also black. So he's a Tufa. Two for one. He's a diversity double wabby. Yeah. <laughs> he is. Um and apparently it kind of modeled what SNL is. So you have um like really smart like Harvard sort of graduate so like a Colin Jost and then you also have like you know on the ground sort of comedians mm. like Michael Che for example right um so that was Frank and Tufa and they shared that office right Lutz is kind of deplorable I do appreciate that Kellen Lutz is his nephew <laughs> hey Twilight fans because <laughs> that's literally all Kellen Lutz has done notable mm. really um the lady that plays Sue is actually married to Lutz in real life. Yeah, you told me that. So that's quite hmm. cute as well. Um, Sari, oh, she's fun. Lord. Yeah. No, but she's fun. Like she, like she, she'll she would make backhand comments, but she obviously there's no malice in it as hmm. well. Um, obviously she's sexualized um, on the show. One of the moments that I like is when. Uh, Liz Lemon's character is trying to instill 
you know, some some of her values, because I'm not going to say Suri didn't have values, right? Um, and she's like, you need to wear a bra, Suri. And Suri's like bouncing up and down. She's like, no, I don't. Look. <laughs> <laughs> Shout outs to uh, the titty owners that can do that because my swing low sweet chariots have no chance. <laughs> <laughs> they'll be in two different postcodes it's just not gonna happen oh that's why i'm there mate <laughs> exactly mm. <laughs> oh goodness me can we talk about dr leah spacheman yeah chris cyril Parnell. figures yeah cyril figures and also jerry from rick and morty and he's also an snr snl alumni mm. as well but there's there's so many quotable quotes uh for dr leo spacheman and you know, one of the ones where um, Don Geist's character passes out and Jack's like, can you help? Can you help? And he's like, I can't find the heart. It's different for every person. It's <laughs> <laughs> just, it's so good. And then when he sees Angie about to give birth, he's like, oh, I'm not really sure what to do. Usually my experience is actually getting women pregnant, <laughs> putting babies in women. <laughs> it's weird because I think, I didn't like the over-the-top characters in this. Like, Spechemin was... Same with Tina Fey's agent. I, I just didn't resonate with them enough to like them Ooh, as a whole. You're a whole. <laughs> a whole that will be unblemished. The best kind. <laughs> but the most unloved, unfortunately. <laughs> there you go. There's a soundbite. <laughs> but I, I really enjoyed Dr. Leah Spachemin and how on the live episodes, he was singing songs from his Intercourse album mm. as well. Just so good. Just so good. And le let's continue because we have um, other characters we need to mention. Uh, Sue Bass, the janitor was actually a genuine employee of Silver Cup Studios, which is where they film. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, and then they had a whole little arc for him. Yeah. Which is quite cute <laughs> as well. Let's talk about Liz Lemon's love interests. Oh. Because there's quite a lot. You uh, can choose. Wesley Snipes. My luscious plum. <laughs> Anyone that calls Tina Fey a luscious plum is going to heaven in my book. <sighs> Did you know of Wesley Snipes when you watch this? I know who Wesley Snipes is. Mm. I know who Wesley Snipes is. But just like his character, when you hear the name Wesley Snipes, do you imagine the movie star or do you imagine a pasty Englishman? <laughs> <laughs> and I love how he refers to his bike as a foot cycle and um, how he mentioned that they have the equivalent of friends. I'll be there for you when the rains fall in Wales. Chums. <laughs> <laughs> so good. And he also, um, you know, it, it gets to a point where Liz Lemon is trying to figure out what to do with her life and he coins it as settling soulmates. Yeah. Which is very grim. It is grim, but they were not compatible. I don't know, but Michael Sheen is kind of everything. Mm. Wouldn't your soul want to settle and mate with him? <laughs> Not at the expense of my sanity. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he is great. Let's talk about my best friend for life, Dean Winters. He is that bad smell that just won't go. Rude. He is. He's the, he's the rat king. He's the beeper king. 
<laughs> it comes with the territory. You know what I love? One of the favorite moments that I love about um, Dennis and Liz is when he's at her place and he also brings his cousin with his dog with a Great Dane hmm. or his, his brother um, and she's trying to kick him out and he's like, I love you. She's like, get out. He's like, I claim squatters rights. And Liz is like, which one? Do you love me or are you claiming squatters rights? <laughs> he's just a great, he's just a great character. I fucking love Dean Winters. And aside from the core cast, Dean Winters is one of the only people that appeared in every season. Oh. You're welcome. That's a really last nice bit. But then I'd like to say this. Okay. Um, you gave me grief. For liking Lawrence and Insecure. Okay. Don't you think Lawrence and Dean Winters in this are a bit similar? How? They're both bums. Yeah, but he wasn't pretending to be anything else. <laughs> you know, one of... Okay, let's let's continue just to make sure we can um, mention all the other characters. One of my favourite lines from Dennis Duffy is... And it pretty much encapsulates him as a character, right? Because they're talking about beepers and Liz is like... You know, beepers are being phased out. And he's like, no, that's just it. Technology is cyclical. <laughs> it comes back, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work that way. It just doesn't work that way. Oh, but fucking hell. Love. Jason Sudeikis as Floyd. Mm. Nah, he's crap, man. Got that old leather pumpkin. Yeah, he's crap. He, he... Yeah, to bring his wife back just to pay for the wedding. Yeah, yeah that's dodgy. That's dodgy. We talked about John Hamm a little bit. Um, I love how progressively we realize how dumb he is, but it's not necessarily that he's dumb. It's more, you know, good-looking people don't no, have to dumb. work as hard because he's, he's in the ass. bubble, right, yeah. where he pretends to speak French and it's the same as Jack Donaghy. It's just uh, <laughs> indecipherable, <Yeah>. non-French, <laughs> right? Um but, you know, uh, one of the funny sort of anecdotes is he thought he saw one of his sports coaches in Africa. Oh, and, yeah. And he lost both of his hands. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> yeah, he's dumb. I don't know why he backpedaled on that. He's dumb as. <laughs> Just, but amazing. Just amazing. Um, Matt Damon plays Carol. Mm. Um, that was the quite emotional pilot. The emotional pilot. No, no, don't cry. It'd be okay. That's Liz Lemon. Um, but yeah, they they had quite an interesting sort of dynamic. And I guess the way it fizzled is they were too similar and they were too stubborn. Yeah. I also want to mention Peter Dinklage. Oh. Because we fucking love him and I'm glad he was on the show. Um, but yeah, she mistakes him as a child. Mm. Which is quite funny in its own sort of story. And she ends up with James Marsden. Yeah. He has such a nice, handsome, Disney-ish face. True. The first time I saw him was in Enchanted, I think. I can't remember what I first saw him in, but he's been around. Yeah, and it's nice. It was nice. And his character was crisscross, and he had his hot dog van. Full circle. Full circle. Um, but, yeah, let, let, let's leave it there in regards to her love interest. But what an amazing show. And... You know, I, I will continue to watch this in amongst the garbage. It's like a palate cleanser, you know. The garbage that you make me watch, I can I can weave in between my 30 rock. Mm. Definitely. But let's just do a rapid fire on all of the guest stars on 30 Rock. So we have Jerry Seinfeld for Seinfeld Vision. 
that was one of the funniest things because NBC had so many hours of footage of him on Seinfeld. They were just going to insert him yeah. <laughs> into random shows. One of the funniest one is when he was inserted into Milf Island. Yeah. It was so good. Um, we also had Queen Latifah as Regina Bookman. And she would, she would start to uh, grandstand. And when I start talking like this, I don't know where I'm going with it. <laughs> so, Said every black bastard ever. <laughs> and we also have Kelsey Grammer as Fraser. So him, Jenna, and Kenneth's character run a short grift mm. and the long con um, with the cakes. That was that was hilarious on its own little story, right? We also have Al Gore. There's a whale in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> also in the same episode your best friend David Schwimmer as Greenzo mm-hmm. is in there I also want to give some accolades to Steve Buscemi oh. yes who plays Lenny oh, and I don't know if in his other roles he he denotes to how lizardish he looks no. but he talks about no. his wet eyes and he like <laughs> blinks and he also oh, he's I can't badass remember. in Boardwalk Empire so He's, yeah, he's all ass. Um, and he, he dresses up as a teacher and he wears a wig. I can't remember what that lady's name is, but I'll look it up. I was undercover as a kid, as a, as a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> How do you do, fellow kids? <laughs> <laughs> so good. Michael Keaton was also in, I think, just one episode. And the, the funniest thing was he was like, oh, this is my last day. This is my last day. And he ends up getting shot. That was also the same episode where they had the gas leak. Where Dennis kept turning it on so Liz Lemon would come back to him. You'll be back, Liz. With Balloon Boy. <laughs> we also have Megan Mullally playing Bev. Is the adoption. So that was quite good as well. Weird Al. Borpo, otherwise known as Oprah. We talked about Margaret's show. Will Ferrell as uh, Bitch Hunter. Mm. Which is also another one of the shows. We had Sean Hayes as uh, Jack McBrayer, Kenneth's cousin. Um, we also had Matthew Broderick, who was called Kudaberger when um, Jack Donaghy was in like a government sort of role. We have pens, but they were pen lids, unfortunately. Conan O'Brien, Aaron Sorkin also makes an appearance. I'm not yeah. sure if you remember that. Uh, and Carrie Fisher, which um, is one of my favorite lines that Jack says to Liz, never follow a hippie to a second location. <laughs> True words. I've never been spoken. <laughs> but thank you so much, guys. Um, I, As you can hear, I definitely could have kept going. Mm. And my love will continue to go on uh, for 30 Rocks. So let's get into 40 Reference. Dare you? Yeah. Shan't you? Shall you? <laughs> um. Um, I'll recommend Last OG. It's obvious. Tracy Morgan is there. It's hilarious. If you get Tracy Morgan comedy, this is the epitome of everything that he's pretty much is. So it's amazing. It's funny. I think the two seasons out already. Um, Just binge watch it like we did. Um, And that comes out of the mind grapes of Jordan Peele, who understands, you know, the humor. And and how to write for him, for sure. Yeah. So good. Plot and it has twist. Tiffany Haddish as well. And 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 it also has uh Kenneth McBrayer. Mm. Kenneth McBrayer. Jack McBrayer for like one episode, which is quite nice as well. Nice. 
Yeah. Thank you for coming to the table. Appreciate it. I bring the table, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I bring the ass for the table. I will recommend two shows. Arrested Development and Community. Oh, nice. If you've if you loved 30 Rock and you're looking for shows that have substance and layered writing with relatable, lovable, laughable characters, these are the shows you definitely need to check out. And here is a payoff. Thank you so much, OT in particular, for letting us do this episode on 30 Rock. If you want to follow us on a day-to-day sort of basis on Twitter and Instagram, we are for your ref pod. If you want to send us an email, it's hello at fyadpodcast.com. We also have a YouTube, guys. We sure do. So make sure you definitely check that out. And if you'll be so kind, please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, thank you. And see ya. Bye.